I'm waiting on this uh, Lumen light bulb to get back in stock so I can light this area up because I moved the desk because I got this second monitor over here now. Your shit look fuzzy like video music box. Yeah, no, it's the like <laughs> Welcome to video music box. I'm your host, Ralph McDaniels, with this fuzzy ass video. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to all my niggas in Brooklyn and pig houses. This is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. Welcome to Decoding 40. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Decoding 40. I am this week's host, Alaric, and I'm here with these two fine gentlemen. What's up? What's up? It's your boy, Vin, in the building. Hope everybody's safe and sound out there in this hot, hot, hot New York and New Jersey sun. This is your boy, L.O. a.k.a. The Tea Sipper. <laughs> that's, not that's a nice mug you got there too let me see that mug put the mug in the, in the shot let me see that that's a nice mug oh wow that is a like Creighton Barrel special yeah oh. that should look very white <laughs> it is look at that look at that Caucasian mug he has there <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Caucasian version of being uh, ethnic <laughs> exactly <laughs> hold up is that a kente cloth mug <laughs> i got these on a kwanzaa sale Great <laughs> i got it on a juneteenth sale as a matter of fact yeah <laughs> you know juneteenth. it's funny how they're making that into another shopping bonanza oh of course it's, it's so disrespectful it's not even funny Consumer first of all it's a holiday we didn't a holiday we didn't ask for and then now you turn it around and making it into a consumer affair yeah, I can see those motherfuckers in the meeting. You know, when they have these meetings and like, OK, Johnson, what's your proposal? We can make millions off of it. We can sell watermelon, everything. <laughs> Red right. velvet cake, everything. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like macaroni and cheese, everything. Yo, this shit is crazy. It's, it's bananas to me. And don't forget the uh, the the paper plates that say happy Juneteenth and the, oh, of course. And the pa paper cups. Of course. It's disgusting, sir. I hate you, corporate America. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Boondocks. That was my oh, man. Um Spot on. So, you know, it's time for that check-in. So let's find out what's going on in your lives, fellas. Everything is good, man. This has been a really good week, ladies and gentlemen. It started off on Monday with my 17th wedding anniversary. Um, nice. Congratulations. 17 years we've been married. We've been married 17 years. We've been together now ooh, 23 years. It was a good uh, afternoon. I was a little worried in the beginning. I was like, oh, I hope we can have some fun. I hope we can do something, you know, because we, we both were kind of in a uh, type of mood. But, um, you know, we wound up going out. We, we got a room and we just spent the night out, you know, on the town and had a good time. And it was good because it's just to get away. Sometimes you just got to change the scenery a little bit. And mm -hmm. that's what we did. And we had a good time. Wednesday, my oldest came out and uh, we went to the gun range. And uh, she's a savage like her dad. She likes to shoot guns. Um, we had a great time. She's getting very, very good with the one of the rifles I have. And uh, after that, we had lunch and just been spending a lot, spending a little more time with my oldest. I've uh, been glad to see it because I saw her for Father's Day, Wednesday, 
And then yesterday was my youngest 15th birthday. Wow. On that. Uh, happy birthday to her. Um, my youngest, brightest, artist, loving, sensitive child that I have. Uh, we had a great day. We went out. Uh, she wanted to have a party. I suggested, listen, grab some of your friends and we'll go out to eat wherever you want to eat. Right. So she had invited two of her friends, her little, I guess her little boyfriend. I'll just say that with air quotes, because, you know, I, I guess the tag, that's the tag they're using. You know, they were holding hands and he's a very respectful young man. Smart. He held her hand in front of you. Yeah. He held her hand in front of me. Put her Did he hand. ask you? No, he didn't ask me to hold her hand. He didn't you know, ask permission, no. You know, he put his, he put his arm around her. I like the guy. I think he's a he's a very very good looking kid, smart, uh, into computers, very quiet. You know, a bit nerdy, which is fine with me. But I'm still watching him because that used to be me. Did you so did you talk to him about it. all the guns? No, he hasn't seen the gun collection. I didn't bring him downstairs. I didn't have to do that. He's no, you just talk, you just talked to him about. Yeah, I went to the range yesterday. Yeah, shot a couple of things dead center. You know, those those AR bullets, the way they go through the top of the target and just take the heads <laughs> off is just oh, it's amazing. Wait, so you didn't do no. any of that? No, no, no. I didn't do I didn't do any intimidation thing with him. I, I think he was already nervous mm-hmm. um meeting me and my, my wife. So oh, you're a softy. You were talking all that big talk. You're a softy. But you know, you no, no, I'm gonna tell you why I wasn't aggressive with him because he was very respectful and mm-hmm. uh he didn't give me any of that. You know, I'm a hood, uh, none of that shit. It was very, res- very respectful kid, very soft spoken. He, he was nervous, you know what I mean? Which means that he comes from, he has some sense, right? Because he comes from a, a good family. Uh, his father is Haitian. I believe his wife, his mother's Filipino. I was going to say um, his wife. <laughs> Wait you know, a his, minute. His, his, <laughs> his kid's already married. He's going through he's a got, divorce. Right. He's got four jobs. Um, his kid is in high school. This guy's in high school. He's got a beard and everything. No, uh, just, um, no, he's a, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. So we had a great time. We wound up going to uh, Koreatown in uh, Manhattan. My daughter loves ramen. She loves everything Korean food. So she had her ramen. We had some dumplings and all this stuff. Went got some cupcakes, you know, walked over to Madison Park, and we sang happy birthday in the park with me. My daughter was there. My oldest was there. She came through and gave my daughter, pre- her, her sister, a present. And we just, you know, walked around. We walked to the high line. We walked down the high line. Yesterday, I walked seven miles and didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. And my back was paying for it when I got home, you know. Um, so I needed the George Jefferson walk on it. And the closest thing I can get to that was my wife kind of like stomping her feet into my back as I sit up. It was like she was kind of like kicking her feet into my back. Not hard, but it's it's hard to explain. My wife has very little feet, so she just... <laughs> she's putting her feet in my bag it was good the image that i conjured in my head is hilarious she's so. kicking me in the back you can't see oh, that yeah. <laughs> all that shit you did last week she's right <laughs> uh, well, oh, it, it felt it felt wonderful um so we had a great time yesterday she had a great time we gave her, her one of her presents um uh, i got her tickets for her and my oldest to go see the weekend in Doja Cat, because my daughter, my youngest, loves the weekend, loves mm. all his albums. So that'll be her first concert that she's going to, and she's going with a big sis, which is cool. And they're gonna have a good time. So you know that that's a gift. My my wife's 
talking some other things as far as because she's going to need an outfit, right? So, of course, then that comes into play. But it's been a very, very productive week. Um, just did a lot of, you know, a lot of family stuff and um, relaxed. Started juicing two or three days ago. I feel great, nice, man. I take nice. my pressure, my blood pressures down. I'm just, you know, I, I think I've probably caught, lost a couple of pounds as well. Um, just overall, because I haven't really been eating that much. Just because when it's hot like this, mm-hmm. I, I can't sit down and have a whole fucking meal like that. It just it yeah. gets too much. And when you're getting old, this is like the signs of getting old. Just, you know what? I'm going to have a light lunch, just a salad. Give me two pieces of lettuce, a tomato <laughs> slice, and maybe some mozzarella. That'll be fine. So, yeah, like, and the juices have been great. I've not, I started doing the beet juice with different vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. Very like, nice. Great. I did something the other day, and this is to be the end of the check-in. I'm online. So now when you go online now, once you start liking one thing, of course, the algorithm goes, here's 50 more other videos of that. Right. So I've been looking at a lot of healthy stuff, a lot of recipes. Um, you know, I've been into like making a lot of stir fries lately. I made a uh, a Korean st- basil stir fry with chicken. Great, right? So I'm looking at recipes, looking at recipes, and then it's one recipe. I'm 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 found this uh, young woman that does the juicing. Uh, she lives in Jamaica, does great juices. She's like, here's a surefire way to clean out your system. You take uh, two teaspoons of Himalayan salt. And I think a tablespoon of water, mix it up a little bit and fill the glass up with about eight ounces of water. Mix it up. You drink that. Warning. Warning. If you don't want to listen about shit, please skip the next 60 seconds. When I tell you the explosion that happened after I drank that, my belly was like, what are you doing? But after I did that, I felt my pressure literally went down. Like I, and I'm surprised because I had eaten the salt. But my pressure went. I, I, I was I was bounded up. I needed to release the demon that was in my belly. So it wasn't blood pressure. It was shit pressure. Yeah, I knew you were full of shit. Yeah. I was full of shit. <laughs> My stomach Look, turned. I think I just lost some weight just listening to that. <laughs> As he sips from his uh, cultural appropriate cup. <laughs> <laughs> listen, um, no. When you listen, this is about listen. I'm sorry, you know. There's a trigger warning. What I didn't mean to turn anybody something. Uh, two teaspoons of Himalayan salt, the pink mm-hmm. salt. Mm-hmm. a tablespoon of lemon juice and mm-hmm. probably about eight ounces of water and just mix it in there. Let it sit. And you got to just drink it down. And it's better than any, like those magnesium. I tell you right now, it was better than any of that shit that you buy at the store and it's natural. And I felt great. And it, the, the health uh, benefits for the Himalayan salt and all that other stuff. They had like a list of things, just like healthy gut helps with, you know, digestion and everything else regulates things in your liver. And I, since the dad and the juice and I've been feeling better, a lot better, more energy, wanting to do things and just noticing a difference, man. You know, so when you get older, you got to start doing these tricks, brother. You know, we getting old. We, you, I, I'm listen, I'll juice anything right now. Can you juice me, Greg? <laughs> can you milk? Can, can you milk me, Greg? <laughs> the matter, Greg R.N. <laughs> You know, Greg's a nurse. <laughs> oh, shit. Can you milk me? <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to that movie. That was um, a hilarious movie. But, yeah, that's my check-in, and that's it. 
Hey, what's up? This is Alaric of Decoding 40. <laughs> yeah. You reached the right number at the wrong time. Leave your information and I'll get right back to you. You know what I'm saying? All right. Peace. So what's going on with you, Leon? I'll pick up a little bit off of the health topic. So I have officially, I'm, I'm announcing that I've officially lost my COVID-19 plus six uh, pounds. That's oh, what's congratulations, up, congratulations, yeah, baby. Which is quite a feat. And it was at the point where I was looking at my um, scale like, fuck this- you, nigga. No, no. It was like, is this for real? Like, <laughs> I was like really excited. So, and it took me about a week or two weeks to, for the number to remain steady for me to actually believe it. Mm. so but uh but yeah that, you celebrated with cake i celebrated with drinking so that put <laughs> back on two pounds i'm sure um but yeah it, it's it's been quite this nigga this nigga Al looked at the bottle hello old friend <laughs> i've missed you well now i can appreciate you i've been drinking yeah, yeah. throughout matter of fact i have not been on any diet or anything like that i've been trying to eat a little bit better i, I was mm. juicing for a period of time i need to get back to that but it's just been moderation for the last couple of months. And uh, the Peloton has definitely helped spike the, a lot of this weight loss. I am losing uh, weight maybe a little bit too fast because I'm, I'm noticing that I'm having that saggy skin in certain areas, uh, particularly uh, in my thighs. It looks like a fat vagina, which is very <laughs> weird. <laughs> hey, fat vagina thighs! I'm talking to you! But other than that, the the wellness journey has been uh, very rewarding. So I'm I'm happy uh, to be on that uh, path. But as far as just also wellness, I, I took a wellness day, quote unquote, sick day this week. And my wife was kind enough to get us tickets to the Mets game uh, at a 1 p.m. game. Oh, and uh, no, they lost. They lost. Which game was that? Um, they played the Astros. Yeah, they played the, the Astros. Astros. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a sucky. That was a hard one to take. It was crazy because it was the fastest game that I've ever been at yeah, in terms of you know uh, MLB game. So, mm-hmm. but it was great. The food way too salty. I don't know how I used to go to games and enjoy this food. You got to take a blood pressure pill. <laughs> it is like eating salt, like with bread. It, th- there was no meat. There was no cheese. It was just mm-hmm. salt in the bread. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully the beer kind of took that taste out of my mouth, but mm-hmm. it was a great game. The boys enjoyed it. Um, well, my youngest son didn't enjoy it because there were no fly balls hit in our direction. Yeah. So he was like, This game, this game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beautiful stadium. It is an absolutely state of the art, beautiful stadium. Beautiful stadium. Um, like you said, food is salty and expensive, but it's a beautiful stadium. And everywhere you sit for the most part in that stadium is a is a decent seat. It is. And you we know, had seats along uh the third baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that I had not been in a baseball game for a while because people were reacting to the pitch and I was like, how are they seeing this? Mm-hmm. But then I realized as like towards like, I don't know, seventh, eighth inning, I was starting to see where a, a, a pitch was a ball or a strike, mm-hmm. but it was all great until, well, the only thing that made it less great was I had a guy next to me who just kept talking to me throughout the entire <laughs> <laughs> you know because you know they brought that ricky rookie up uh, last week there uh, you know, I don't know I don't that type bro of- as i was sitting there i was thinking either i died and this is hell <laughs> or 
I am in a very <laughs> tragic nightmare that I cannot wake up from because you didn't sign up for. Yeah. Um, th- and this is a message to Al Qaeda and any other uh, terrorist organization <laughs> who I happen to uh, have the unfortunate um, time to uh, meet your acquaintance. You don't have to waterboard me. You don't have to pull my nails out. Just have somebody sitting there with a chair, just giving me nothing but small talk. I will give up all the secrets. I there is nothing that you will have to like get away get from me that I won't tell. Just niggas like you want the Roswell pictures? I got them. Yeah, this dude is telling me about his dentist appointment, his mom, his neighbor, his nephew that won't write his uh, resume because he's been out of work for ten years or ten months. <laughs> I know way too much about this dude's life. I was like, I. It's the type of conversation where you don't even have to say anything. Exactly. And and that's crazy. And then you try to turn away. And so then (laughs) I got to the point where I'm just stuck in a fucking game. Right. So I start recording. So, you know, when they start to shoot the uh, the T-shirts into the uh, stands. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, they this is. And apparently he goes to the games a lot. Those cannons can uh, reach up here because we were like in the the, the mezzanine, the, the the I'm sorry, the promenade on the fourth mm-hmm. level. I'm like, oh yeah, and he goes, but the t-shirts are large. I wear extra large, so I go, well, I wear large, so I guess it sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> so this doesn't end the conversation. hold up, hold up, and that hold still up, hold doesn't up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga L just threw a grenade into the middle of the conversation and was like, and was willing to kill himself. <laughs> That's the thing. When you throw a grenade in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a small proximity, you, you, you're sacrificing yourself. You was right. willing to blow your own guts up. Right. Just at that point, the conversation. I had already had, it was a large, it was a tall boy. So I had had enough beer in me to be like, all right, enough is enough, my friend. Uh, I don't want to hear any more of this. <laughs> and I just started turning away from him. But I mean, it took a while. It took several innings for him to finally get the message. And it was like, uh, this game is over now. I can't even really enjoy it. Matter wow. of fact, the inning that he stopped talking to me is when uh, the Astros scored. Okay. Because it oh. was 0-0 throughout the entire game. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Rampage, yeah. Yeah. So. Listen, you, you got to listen. I, I've, I haven't been to a Mets game in a long time. Uh, I think I went to City Field probably a year or two after they built it. And I took mm my youngest and my wife there met fans and base fans in, in general sports fans mm-hmm. met fans are are a curious bunch right <laughs> and, and and you will find some people like that at the game and you'd be like the fuck why are you even having a conversation with me? right and then you got the ones that they like they they do the the box scoring and right right they right, know right. the names and yeah this guy's got a two point four exactly. uh, ERA right here exactly. you know he last time he faced this guy this you know listen I don't but, need to know all of that I just want to have a beer and a hot dog nigga shut up and I probably could have taken that type of conversation a little bit better but oh, when but you're telling was- me about your dentist appointment. And how what did he your neighbor out? passed away, but everybody's trying to get some of his things so they can uh, take it to the junkyard upon it. What? We've crossed the line in how terms of guy, reasonable L? conversation. He had how to be he? in his mid to late sixties. Okay, well there you go. Look, he's lonely. He's lonely. Oh, he's he's definitely he's lonely. lonely. He didn't. He wasn't married anymore. His wife left him a long time ago. I don't know if he was ever married. <laughs> I think. Hold up. His wife left him a long time ago, meaning she killed herself 
because he can't talk. <laughs> well, no, she left him. She still lives in the house, but the fact that he didn't bring that? her up lets me know that there wasn't there wasn't ever a wife. Like he's he told me every probably facet of his life from there's a will apparently that's being challenged. Like wow. I said, his nephew is not willing to help him with his resume. Mm. Um, it, it was out of control. So um, the other thing I wanted to uh, point out, occasionally I come across really cool accounts online and I would invite everyone uh, to go check out. Uh, if you're on Instagram, it's Kimberly Renee. She has really great content and uh, she describes herself as a liberation storyteller. She's got a great story about her father who had uh, another who had uh, conceived. Well, he didn't conceive, but who had another uh, child out of wedlock. And she came to find out because a, a woman approached her when she was like 10 years old and said, this is your sister. And at 10 years old, she didn't really know how to deal with it. So she sat with that for like a couple of years, I think she said. And then at a doctor's appointment, she noticed other names on the insurance card. So she asked her dad about it. And he said, I'll tell you about that later. Later never came. Right. She eventually started doing some other research. And then the, the sister reached out to her on Facebook. And then she told her mom. So she's holding this in for years. So then she told her mom. And her mom was like, oh, yeah, you got another sister out here, too out in these streets yeah so very, i think very transparent and um forthright stories but one of them that uh caught my eye uh was she wrote a letter to the gma the gospel music association where she told the gma that a kkk leader was honored in their hall of fame and one i thought it was cool for her to bring that to atten to their attention but their response was the part that was like wow so here's their response. After review and discussion, we have made a collective decision not to remove James D. Vaughn, inducted in 1972 from the GMA Gospel Music Hall of Fame. However, our goal is that the recent history and future trajectory of the organization will be one that represents unity, equality, and most of all, Jesus. To further solidify our stance, below is a statement that has been added to the Gospel Music association website the gma was founded in 1964 by a group of southern gospel industry executives to serve their community through education right. and exposure since that time the association has evolved and includes all uh, genres of music that are united by lyrical content that points to jesus christ like the broader church our styles represent a wide variety of races ages and demographics we believe firmly that the message and freedom of Christ is for all people. Also, like the church, the story of our community is not blameless in this cause. We are broken people, but thankfully God has uses humanity in spite of its brokenness. As a result, aspects of our community and our history would not live up to the standards that we set currently to love and respect the diversity of God's people. While we cannot change the past, we acknowledge that we can do better as we move towards the future. To that end, GMA is actively looking to create a foundation for all. Are they putting this over 
No, his 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 the bust. Are they are they no. This is just going on their website. So where no one will read it. <laughs> that's that's the point I'm getting to. Mm-hmm. So we we're at the point where we can't even call out racist people actively. How important was he to gospel that they can't even they cannot remove him without disrupting the history of gospel music? I've never Someone heard. Of. I've never heard of. Yeah. Who 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 gets credit for inventing gospel music? Uh, some unnamed black person. Okay. So now this organization that this Gospel of America organization, this was started by some white folks back in the 60s. Oh, for sure. And now most popular gospel music or money-making gospel music is done by black folks. So I'm sure the awards are constantly be- being given to one of us, or, you know what I mean, that's singing about Jesus, right? They should have enough power at this point within that organization, or they just don't. They're just making music. They're not. They don't have any any voices there. That's another because it point. sounds like to me that a white person wrote this because it, <laughs> you can't have. Yeah, for sure. You can't send that email to a person of color, and they open that shit up and be like, "What KKK? I didn't know that." You know, mm. or maybe they did know that, and it just was like, right. oh, "That's just one of them things." <clears throat> right. But the response that's not a person of color. A person of color opens that up, and who's on the board of this particular organization goes, really? I didn't know that. Oh, we still got this motherfucker? Listen, we need to get rid of him. You know what I mean? At least take him out of, or put an asterisk, or said, he w- or, or note that in his story, he was a KKK person, found God, and, and this is what he did after he was in the KKK, and all that, you know, have an oh, explanation. That might make a difference. Was he in the KKK and then became a Christian? Or was he in the KKK the whole time? He's well, like, Look. he was a Christian and in the KKK, I'm sure, because it's it's a Christian organization. Well, let's put that Christian. In, let's put that Christian in air quotes. Well, I'm I'm just saying he identified as a Christian. Okay, all right, but not an organization like, identifies like, as a Christian organization. But was was he was he born again? Did he find the error? This, of this his is what happened. And this is what happened. The error of his ways. This is how, this is why you know I'm going. This is what, hey, he was, he was at a cross burn. He was like, I was sitting there one day and the cross was burning and it was so hot and something just came over me. It was the power of Jesus. And from that point on, I like black people. <laughs> and I love gospel music. And I love gospel music. And it was at that point I made a gospel song. But what, what strikes me is that this is the Christian organization that can't even look at another Christian organization that is bent on a terrorist organization. A, a, right. Christian terrorism. I was going to say t- uh, terrorizing black people mm-hmm. and then be able to step back and say, you know what? We don't want this part. Well, we can acknowledge it, but we don't want to put him in the hall of fame. Right. We not, we can't celebrate that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that that's the be- part. It's not just like they're telling a story and this is the arc of, gospel music in america they've actually put him in a hall of fame and are willing to double down on the fact that no he's going to stay in the hall of fame that's like giving r kelly people make mistakes right that would be like somebody putting r kelly in the r&b hall of fame at this point that's crazy that's it's it's worse actually it's worse well i mean this is where we're going right now wait hold on i wanted i thought you were gonna say why it's worse i i I'm, i'm saying it's worse because there there was decades century of intimidation murder 
rape. Oh, I see. Yeah, gotcha. There's a there's a an extensive history with the KKK and how they were treating not just just black people, but majority how they treating treating black people, and it wasn't even random black people. Their biggest targets were black people they saw as being making progress in this country, making you progress. know. Or, or just having seen as having having more opportunity or having more money. If you were a landowner, if you were, if you dared try to exercise your 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 right to vote, you were read. Yeah, this is this. Put down yeah. that newspaper, boy. <laughs> what you want to know about current events? I think yeah, so all, I just... all black gospel folks should abandon this organization because obviously their own organization. they are not Christ-like. Right. And yeah, yeah, just to say, you know, we're 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 broken people like that's that's a little bit more than broken. Mm -hmm. You know what? I, what what scares me uh, and real quick before Rick goes into his check in, what scares me is this like um, twisted evangelical perception of Christ being the norm right now, considering everything that's going on mm. politically, everything that's going on socially. I mean, you got Bobart talking about AR-15s and Jesus in the same sentence. It's like we are fucking twisted. Not we as in us, but this country, this country is yeah. twisted right now. Yeah. yeah, I I like you like Rick said, black folks just need to come out of that organization and start their own shit. And then they can have and it'll be like four people left in the whole organization. Right, because I'm I'm sure, like like I said, I'm I'm pretty sure it was uh founded by all white people, probably white men. And I'm sure the majority, if not all, of the board right now is all white. So you you have a, a, a group of white people who are validating the uh, actions and the voting other white people from decades past. Mm -hmm. So that to me tells me if I'm a black artist in this in this uh, yeah uh, this association, yeah I don't I don't need to be here. If all of the black artists leave gospel music. Uh, association yeah who is left maybe two know. white guys uh we have mrs pearl uh who <laughs> sings our devotion every week at the church she's up for an award this year right best bake it's, sale gospel song it's going right. to start to get bland over there <laughs> this jesus, is jesus jesus <laughs> a whole lot of that jesus <laughs> all right miss pearl we need another song we need a hit, Miss Pearl. <laughs> okay, as soon as I make these apple pies, I'll get right to writing it. <laughs> All right, well, that's the end of my check. And this is Leon, and I am done speaking. This is the Bishop T.D. Jakes. And when I'm not preaching to my flocks, I listen to the Toad 40. Praise the Lord and boy, help them boys. For my check in, my wife and I also celebrated our wedding anniversary on the 27th of June, which is also the anniversary of the day that we actually met. And uh, that was very, very nice. It was, um, you know, the day before, I, I didn't know how things were going to go. I mean, we, we had, there was a little tensions on, 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 on some, you know, there's a lot emotionally that's going on. You know, we're about to go to Barbados to memorialize my father-in-law. And uh, things were a little tense the day before, but the actual date night celebrating our anniversary was very nice. It's very good to, like Vin was saying, change locations. 
and be in a different space. And then we're actually sitting there talking like, you know, two adult people, <laughs> you know, not not, <laughs> not reprimanding parents. kids, you know, not when yeah. we weren't parents in that moment. Right. Like, we good. were just hanging out. We had dinner at the restaurant that um, we had our first date. Still around. That's nice. It Well, it's a different, it's same location, different. Oh. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> restaurant. Okay. Yeah. It was uh, Red Bamboo back in the day, but now it's uh, it's Imani, which is a Caribbean restaurant. Oh, nice. So we we were very, my because we're going to Barbados in a couple of days, um, my wife is very adamant about not eating indoors. We don't want to take too many chances because we want to make sure we are on this flight and we're, mm. we're out of here. So we wanted to do outdoor dining. And when we got there, because it was supposed to rain that day, so it rained earlier and then it stopped raining. So they didn't have additional staff for the outdoor part. Mm. And they were like, no, we can't seat you outside. And, I'm, you know, after I explain, you know, my wife and I were here for our anniversary. She's not comfortable eating inside yet. They were like, all right, give me a couple minutes. And they, they were able to accommodate us. So that was cool. That was cool. So we had, nice. we had a good night. Um, yeah, it's nice to nice to get away and even for a few hours and not have to worry about um, what's going on with the kids and and just just chat, you know. It's weird because we, we, you know, as much opportunity as you have to do that at home, you don't like just right. shoot the shit all the time. Um, it's because it's something to do. Exactly. It's, it's a different. Even if that's time. something to do is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Even if that's something to do is nothing. It, it, no, no, what it is too is it's a different type of silence when you're yeah. with your, you know, your wife out. As yeah. opposed to being with the kids, it's a different yeah. sound. It's a yeah. whole different energy. So, and you can appreciate sitting there in silence because, yeah. like, yeah. these fucking kids have been screaming or whatever, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I think it was was it was it twenty nineteen or was it twenty twenty one? Um, I think it was twenty twenty one where we stayed uh, the weekend at the Standard, and then we met right, you, right, 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 right. Drinks, yeah, that was a night. Uh, I think we went to one bar and the glass broke and the motherfucker behind the bar, we was like, oh, somebody, the glass broke. He just kind of looked and was like, oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. It's a couple of minutes. I think, I think maybe, I think Rick and I might've like kind of got, cause we were like more concerned about people falling and tripping and, and hurting themselves. Than yeah. Cause it would have, like, they would have fallen into glass. glass. You, yeah. If you slip, you would have gone fall yeah. into, you would have fell into and, glass. And, and, and I think that was that night we were out. That was the end. Cause the end of pride a month is the 30th of uh, June. So it was like a celebration that weekend. Mm. Yeah. So there were a lot of drunk people walking around. I'm like, yeah. the guy was just like, oh, okay. Our insurance is paid up. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I pull glass shards out of people's face all the time. It's nothing. It's part of it's part of your bartender's license. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Pull shards give, of glass class. And how to give stitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um other than that, like we we are heading to Barbados uh next week. And we're going to spend 10 days down there. Mm. And I'm really looking forward to just getting away. Um, and the whole family is going. And this is the first time we're traveling with both kids, which is kind of a, um, the part that I'm not looking forward to. I mean, I, I so I, I'm used to being going, going on the road and traveling with like a lot of equipment, mm. right? We're usually traveling with a lot of cases. 
but it's so different when you're traveling with baby gear. Mm. Like it's it's it seems more cumbersome. It seems more hectic. It seems like I'm going to have to do more wrangling. You know, I don't know. Maybe I should have done a training with these kids beforehand <laughs> and got them through airport boot camp. Is this but, the first time uh, that either of them will be on a plane? No, my daughter has been to London and she's okay. been to Florida, but she was really young. Okay. Um, actually, when we went to London, the day before we left was when my wife found out she was pregnant with the second one. Oh, wow. Okay. So she was that little. You know, she's, I think she was just maybe one, maybe um, a year and few months. Okay. So um, she's going to remember this experience. Yeah, she'll remember this one. Because she doesn't remember Florida either. Florida was after that. She doesn't really remember. But we took, we intentionally took night flights. So hopefully they'll be nice and tired and they'll sleep the whole way through. I think my daughter might sleep, but I think my son is, he's going to be bright eyed. (laughs) <laughs> and just like looking at everything because he's let me he's get another soda everything <laughs> <laughs> another coke <laughs> what you drinking dad i'm having straight coke you want a jack because you're gonna be watching me the whole fight motherfucker. <laughs> double coke no ice neat <laughs> luckily we we have we can get those those seat belts nice and tight yep. so now wait a minute who's who's sitting with the kids you know, I didn't look at the seating assignment. I got to look into that. I got to look into that because I actually don't. I didn't look at the seating chart, but I think it might be one of those planes. It's I don't know what, which uh, size plane it is, but it's three, four, and three. Oh, okay, that's the All big, right. the big chumpy. Yeah, so I think we're. I think we will be seven. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think. I think that's how it is. Or oh, or it's right. or it's two, or it might be two, three, and two. Okay. That's a yeah, jet, it's so. probably two, three, and two at the most mm-hmm. if you go. Yeah, because we'll Same be in the same row, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll um, yeah. But that that aisle makes a difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially for, <laughs> especially for leg room. <laughs> no, no, I mean for the parent that has to sit with both kids. That aisle, yeah, yeah. is going to feel like stewardess for the other parent. <laughs> It's going to feel like <laughs> a he's world of a, difference. He's going to get on a plane. Rick's going to get on a plane with a 20 in his hand. He's going to give it to the stewardess and be like, look, I need jacks. I need them to keep coming. And, get, and I don't want them to stop. Ever. Ever. And Not so we land. Tap her on the top of the hand. Here's that, that's for you. Okay? <laughs> keep them coming. Keep them coming. Well, well we have, we have uh, a tablet. Is back up, um, fully charged, fully charged, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, headphones for my daughter because mm-hmm. she can use the you know onboard entertainment system. Yeah, but he'll probably want to be in on a tablet. Um, I think we're I think we're prepared. You know, it's just like having a, a change of clothes on the plane, uh, extra plastic bag or garbage bag. Um, in case, you know, somebody has an accident and we have to bag up everything. But yeah, it, it, this is the, just not the part that I'm I'm used to. You know, like if I'm traveling for work, like everybody goes to the airport. We know our jobs. We know what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Get it packed. Count all the count all the bags. Get them on the thing. I like I feel like I have to lead a team of novices through the airport. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Drop it. Roll. Run. Yeah, I, I I hate I hate that airport experience. Yeah, it's just a lot. 
So you taking you said you're taking a night flight. Yeah, we're taking a night flight. All right. Our flights I mean, are like what? 10 Oh, that's brilliant. That's the, the smartest the, decision. The, you, the thing you is made too, already. Yeah, the as thing far is as too. Side trip is concerned. The thing is too is that after after the initial wrangling around, uh, and at ten o'clock it shouldn't be that bad. You should be mm-hmm. going through TSA all that stuff very easily. Um, but after they settle down, the, the plane goes up. He'll probably be on that tablet for all of fifteen minutes before he's knocked out because it's yeah, ten yeah. o'clock at night. By the time you, you know what I mean. But yeah, it's, and it also I think the bigger concern, also when you're traveling with two toddlers, is well, not toddlers, well, because your your daughter's a little older than that. Two two small children, let's say, is if how they interact with everyone else around them because mm-hmm. you don't want your child to be the annoying child on the planet. Oh please. no, 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 no. We hate the annoying child. Yeah, the little motherfucker who kicks the back of the seat. Yeah. Or Hi, grabs, my name's Bill. Get the fuck out of my face, the, Bill. Uh... <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, Bill. Wait, is a little kid calling himself Bill? Hi, my name is Billy. <laughs> oh, Billy, Billy, Bill, okay, yeah. whatever the fuck. <laughs> turn around. I'll talk to that you. That just seemed odd that a little four-year-old would be calling himself hello, Bill. Hello, my name is William. <laughs> <laughs> I am William the child. No, but yeah, not. the kid that grabs the top of the uh, seed. Oh, and then is. Like no, they're not going to be free for all. That's no, that's no. not going to happen. No, because they if they respond to the look, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I think the last time we came back, uh, flying back from Aruba, we had a, a, a little kid that was like sitting. He he might have been a, either in front of us or the next aisle over. This little motherfucker. Oh my god! His, I knew his parents. If they had cocaine, they probably would have inhaled. <laughs> because this little kid was wilding like he was bugging out a little bit so you know he they finally calmed down but he, he had that he had this this shriek mm. yeah yeah it was, it was it's one of them so as long as the kids are not like that you good yeah i no. can't stand those kids but at this <laughs> point the way that the, uh, them to the wing <laughs> the way that the passengers are acting on planes it's not even the kids you have to worry about <laughs> yeah adults. yeah exactly. yeah facts no, so we're looking forward to that, and uh, we'll get through. Once we get there, I think we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to rent a car. Um, I have to drive on the other side of the road, which mm-hmm. is uh, I've done it. I've done it before in Jamaica, and I've done it in in England. But every Caribbean island is different, yeah. and I don't know how aggressive they are in Barbados. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the last time we were there, like I was a passenger the whole time. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's pretty aggressive. I actually had got my driver's license in Barbados because I was going to be there for a while and decided not to drive. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I got to turn my Brooklyn on. Is what oh, you're for sure. For oh, sure. For All sure. Right. I'm but driving. Yeah, we, we just took the uh, the buses and the vans. Yeah. That is my check in. Bring back some fly so, fish sandwiches. Flying fish. <laughs> Yo, somebody always wants you to bring back some frozen flying fish in your luggage. <laughs> oh, I, are you going to- first of all, let me just make that announcement. I'm not bringing anybody <laughs> no fish. I'm not bringing fish back in my bags. Okay. Yo, yo, you're going to Barbados, son. You got to bring me back like 18 bottles of white Hennessy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I, oh, aren't we over the white Hennessy face? No. We're not. I've, I've never people. tasted I've white had people. It, white Hennessy is nasty as shit, just like Hennessy is nasty as shit. It's it nasty. just means it wasn't in the, it, it wasn't um in the in the <laughs> barrel as long, right? I, I, is I don't, Hennessy I, aged in the barrel? Is Hennessy bu- barrel aged? I have no I idea. I thought so. it just didn't have the caramel or whatever they uh, darkened oh. it with. It's just dumb shit. It's the same thing. Nothing different. 
that that white Hennessy you can treat wounds with, as opposed to the dark Hennessy you can't. That's the difference. <laughs> The dark Hennessy is for your inner wounds, yeah, your emotional yeah, yeah. wounds, your emotional wounds. White Hennessy is for actual wounds. <laughs> Stitch that up and throw that on that motherfucker. Cure it. What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding Forty on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluid. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X-Hamster. Oh, wait, that's my private account. Don't follow that. So in recognition of um, Vin and I just celebrating our anniversaries, our wedding anniversaries, and L about to celebrate his coming up pretty soon, pretty quick. So hope you're thinking about gifts. Let's talk about some tips that we've learned over the years about staying in a healthy relationship any tips for maybe for people who are about to get married or just married or struggling in relationships i mean because i think we can all admit that marriage is not an easy thing it's constant work it is it's constant Um, work i i think marriage is ups and downs it could be ups and downs in the matter of an hour a week, a month, <laughs> a year. Right, you're right. You know, it can go zero to 60 any particular time. And I think the more, I guess, tumultuous it can be, you, you, you're going to, it's a, it's, sometimes it's a fucking trial by fire in certain situations. Um, right. In, in certain marriages. If you, especially, like, I, I never understand, uh, I'm all over the place, but I, I never understand how people get married, like, so right away. Like, they, they get married within, they, they meet someone and then three months later they're married. And then when all the shit really hits the fan, like when their their actual representative leaves and the real person shows up, they have all these issues because they didn't they didn't have a chance to kind of really know each other. Mm. And I and they they rely on a I guess a physical attraction. The worst thing you can do is get married for physical reasons because that eventually goes. You know what I mean? And there's not enough plastic surgery or anything that can save that. So you, you don't marry for physical reasons. I mean, it's important. Uh, of course, physical attraction, that's very important. But if that if you're marrying her because, oh, she's so gorgeous and that's all you're marrying them for, that's a problem. You're going to have problems. Definitely yeah. have problems. So don't marry for that. I actually think you the know? time in which people court is not as as important as their own personal growth and journey and maturation. Cause I know actually more than one instance in which um, a couple got married after three months of dating and they're still together. Mm-hmm. I know an instance where a couple was together for 25 years, decided to get married and then they got divorced, but they're still together. Mm-hmm. So it just really comes down to the two people and what makes most sense for them and what, what sort of work are you willing to do on yourself before getting into the marriage while you're in the marriage and particularly during those rough patches? Like what are you willing to either sacrifice or engage in with your partner in order to strengthen your bond? Well, I I think that that, you know, what you just said, as far as a person can be with somebody within three months and sometimes 25 years, I think it like you, you, you alluded to, it is timing. You have to, be in a certain headspace with that other individual and if it happens to be 
that you're both in that headspace and you meet and then three weeks late, three months later, you get married. That's cool. But you definitely have to have some commonalities there. Like I, I think a lot of times some people just rush into it because it's new, it's fresh, you're having fun. And then mm -hmm. the reality, and then you, you, you tend to not look at some of the things that your partner does that really gets in your nerve. But at, in the beginning, it's cute. You're like, <laughs> it's not really a problem until mm -hmm. it's a fucking problem. So mm -hmm. you have to be able to understand that if you do that, if you do that three months thing, you got to be willing to be like, I know them enough to take this next step. But there's no way you know that person enough in three months. Yeah, you, you never you never know that person enough because the woman that you married 17 years ago is not the same woman. Right. And Even you if can't know her for 10 years. Right. You And you cannot predict how that person will develop, how that person will change, how that person will evolve and mature. You You can't predict that. I think you have to look at marriage as that as a journey. Mm -hmm. And as long as you guys can understand each other through your changes, because we're not the same people we were 17 right. years ago. No, no, no. It's you not know, a question of predicting. I think it's a question of knowing enough and and being because you, you know what you can deal with and what you can't deal with, what you will accept and will you not. Will you which would you uh, you know what you will accept and will you not accept? Won't you will you not? Am I saying that right? One more time. What you, you will accept and what you won't accept. Yeah, what you will accept <laughs> or what you won't accept. Thank you. Because my ESL just kicked it. Um, so you know that. So I, I think that you know, I'm not predicting what it what it will be in 17 years, but you know from the from the groundwork, the foundation is okay. Because you don't want something coming out like three, four years later. By the way, I got a kid stashed away somewhere. Like, shit like that is ridiculous. But Well, then know, that person is just a liar. Right. Yeah, well, th that's the that's the thing. You have to you have to know in your heart that, that you can trust this person, and you, you know enough about this person that we can build something. Mm -hmm. You have to. So how do you or get else? there? Because one of the things that to, to get, get to, to the point it. where you know that you can trust this person or you can continue to build with this person, one of the things that I have come to learn my wife and I use the term over communication. And typically whenever we have strife and an issue is because the other person has fall, fallen back into what we also call as the mind reading phase. Like you should have known this or based on X, Y, and Z, I would have expected you to do this, which is fine to have that expectation. But because we're two different people sharing a life, but have vast different pressures on us at different points in, in our day and um, any stretch period uh, within our lives, it's difficult at times to say what the other person should have uh, picked up on or what they should have said in a, a particular instance. And that requires the over-communication. And right. to be able to say and to be able to articulate to your partner and say, hey, uh, I felt this way when this happened. Or I was expecting this and this didn't happen. But if you if you're not willing to have those conversations, you mm -hmm. are not uh, you know cutting yourself off at the knees. Really, uh, at at the at the starting. I point. think that that is definitely something that I struggle with mm -hmm. because I see all of these things as minor, right? All these little things that they're minor, so I don't I don't talk about them. We'll move on. Forget about it. But those little things pile up and become very tall mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And then it becomes a situation where 
I'm thinking about all these things and now I've, I've shut down. Like now I'm quiet. Like now I got a little bit of attitude or, or I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, or, or I'm not, not that I have an attitude, but I'm just, I'm just quiet. Cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all these little things that were, that were annoying. So part of, uh, I think part of where I need to grow and where I've been trying to grow is expressing those little annoyances mm-hmm. just so she knows and I can, I don't, and then, then they don't pile up. They don't pile right. up so high. Right. Even if she doesn't agree with me, but she knows where I'm coming from. Right. And she, and she hears, she hears it. It is, it's said out loud. I think you have to vocalize that stuff. I think, yep, it, I mean, right. the, the, the tips for staying in a healthy relationship all come down, all comes down to communication and being able to communicate effectively. Um, I know my biggest problem is I don't want to make the other person feel bad. I don't want to make her feel bad at the detriment of myself. So now I'm internalizing how I'm feeling because I don't want to share with her or I don't want to share with anybody. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to make them feel bad, but, my overall body language language and the way I'm acting and just my energy, I'm treating you like shit. In my mind, I don't want to say, but I'm already treating you like shit because I'm mm-hmm. I'm the way I'm moving around the house or the way I'm acting and I'm withholding aspects of my personality because, you know, whatever. Even though I don't I, I didn't verbalize what really bothered me. Oh, that's nothing. But meanwhile, I'm already distracted by, like what you said, you're already thinking about it. So now your overall actions and how your energy moves is different. Right. right. And it fucks the it, it fucks the overall harmony of the house. And now you find yourself, you know, being snapped. Like I'll I'll be like a little snappy towards my daughter because why? Because I don't want to tell my wife or just express how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, it's so important that you 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 learn how to express, but again, you just can't come out and be like motherfucker ah, you can't do that either you have to have some sort of uh you know control and but at the same time you, you have to be intelligent in what you're saying and expressing yeah. what you're saying and how you feel because if you don't you know someone gets slighted in the and and then that small thing like rick just said that little small shit like you didn't take something out for the to defraud something stupid you 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 fucking lose your mind and you're thinking it wasn't about the fact you didn't take the fish or the chicken out of the frost. It's all the shit that I didn't say right? because I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but really I'm hurting my own self because I'm internalizing it. So, I mean, l- listen, that's my biggest thing is trying to get through that. You, you, you know what, El, what you said about those things that, that, that you felt bothered by, right? And then to express to your partner how that made you feel, right? That is probably the most challenging thing to actually think about, well, what did I actually feel in that moment? Exactly. Like, was I hurt? Did I feel disrespected? Did I feel um, uh, underappreciated? Did I feel taken for granted? That's the difficult thing because now you have to be vulnerable. Now you have to be vulnerable enough to say something you did affected me, mm -hmm. right? And and that that's hard. That's hard for me. I think it's and, hard. I don't. I, I mean, I can only speak, you know, for men because I've you know never been a woman. But mm-hmm. I think for men, I think that's generally harder because we're just not taught to express our emotions mm-hmm. in that way. Of course not. Not this generation. Yeah. Not, and then not, I, well, I, not our generation. I should say. I think it's gotten better. Uh, we we've allowed our children to be more 
uh, forthcoming with their emotions and saying it's okay to feel a certain way. And when we were little, it was like, ah, rub some dirt on it. That was the general Yeah, attitude. express your emotions, but, but don't be a pussy, okay? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> what are you fucking crying over here? What's wrong with you? You know? But- I was going to say earlier that, yeah, w- what you were saying, Rick, uh, resonates because it's it's now you have to look inwardly and understand why did something affect you either unexpectedly unexpectedly or if this is a reoccurring trigger why is that the trigger for you Mm. and if you're not willing to look at that it's going to constantly happen there's this thing um uh, our uh, therapist talks about is the narrative or the movie that we play in our head Mm-hmm. And it is very difficult to get away from that movie because once mm-hmm. your partner does something, it immediately aligns with whatever story you continue to play in your head. Right. right. And it's it's very it, it takes a lot of work to be able to step back from this. What'd you say? I said the life and times of L dot plays yeah. in <laughs> We are in the life and times of Vincent, <laughs> the life and times of Alric. Starring Alric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and then also starring your partner plays a starring yeah, role in that because yeah. they continue to fall into character as far as you're concerned. Right. And it's not yeah, until you villain. have these conversations. Yeah, the, the villain, yeah, the yeah, bad the villain, guy. You know. It's not until you have these honest conversations that you can separate them from this portrayal that you have in your mind. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's facts. That's real right there. I think the hardest thing to do is, you know, as you get older and as you grow in in your relationship and your marriage is to recognizing and and, and recognizing when you're wrong and recognizing when to apologize because it's easy to say i'm sorry but if it doesn't have any real meaning behind it or action mm-hmm. behind it it's just i'm sorry and once you make that apology you have to be willing to do the work and i know sometimes i fall into that trap where i say i'm sorry then you find yourself in the same sort of argument three or four days later because you really didn't start you just said you were sorry you didn't change anything mm-hmm. so when you say you're sorry you you you, you want to, it has to have some sort of, uh, you know, meat and potatoes behind it. It, it can't be an empty, sorry. You know, it's hard, man. It, it's doing the work is very difficult. I just wanted to make a comment on, on the sorry. Cause sorry is all that I can say. You just left it out there. That's why I had it. I did. <laughs> the, the, the sorry, the, the, the apology. So like, Here's where my wife and I are very different. When you apologize to me, I would like you to just say that you were sorry for doing the thing that hurt me, bothered me, annoyed me. That's the end of it. I don't need you to explain to me why you did it. Mm. Because then it sounds like I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry, but here's why I'm not wrong (laughs) for doing it. I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. The explanation almost negates the sorry Mm. because you, in order for you not to be wrong, you have to rationalize why you took this action. Mm. That's not for me. That's for you. So I just need the sorry 
you Hold keep the explanation. No, those those are big facts, my friend. Rick, those Rick, are big facts. Rick, is me and your wife related somehow? Because I be doing that shit but, too. I be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but 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 the, the thing about that is <laughs> the way that she needs a sorry is that she needs to know why. Mm. I don't need to know why. But that's the difference between that's the difference between us. So when she's making that apology, she's not doing the thing that I think she's doing or I'm not doing the thing that she thinks that I'm doing. So she thinks I'm just saying sorry, just hollow, empty, mm. right? With no explanation as to why this action happened. And then I get the explanation when I don't need it because it makes it seem like you're explaining why you're not wrong in this. Not to say that you have to somebody's right or wrong, but that whatever it happened, hurt or bothered, annoyed, whatever. That's the thing that we start to have to understand about each other. Mm -hmm. So like she needs to understand that about me and I need to understand ab about her. Yeah. And so when she asks for an explanation, okay. And if I, you know, I'm saying, if you say sorry to me and we can move on, I swear we can. But if you tell me about, well, here's what I was thinking. But I wasn't all the way wrong because yeah, that's see, the but part. You know, but, see, the but, the, but see, you know what? There's nothing wrong with what she's doing, but it shouldn't be a part of the sorry. Because I do the same thing in that. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, you did some shit like that. You can't go tit for tat. Oh, so that's yeah. no, that, no, 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 not, that's not, not even it's not even a tip for tat. Yeah, because they do that, too. That's another. That's another that, what you just said. That will drive me to jump off a building, come back and scream my <laughs> lungs out. But hold up. But my, 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 my point being is that all of that I just said should be left for the discussion because yeah. when you come to the apology part, I'm sorry, don't start rehashing or reliving why we're even coming to the sorry, you know, junction here because <laughs> then that we're not going to get past that. Right. But, um, no, the, the tit for tat thing. And so like, that's really in the beginning of relationships, I think, because you get to a point where no, I think that's always there. That it's that always is it, it at can the be there, but it's of the resolution. Like when when once you two have gotten to the point where you can talk about whatever's pissed you off, you can have that tit for tat conversation. You usually in the beginning, and it might mm -hmm. creep back into the conversation. Then you have to remind yourselves, all right, that's not what we're here to talk about. Which, but yeah, tit for tat is just a roundabout argument. It doesn't. Go yeah, that's that's it's just. just, it's just a, I'm still like, I'm still pissed, and I just yeah. want to dig this knife on your back a little more that that, exactly. that point is who's it's the petty competition <laughs> right 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 <laughs> who's gonna get more petty tiffatat runs tiffatat is like it's this university who has the most bullets in their clip i got a 15 round clip she's got a 100 round drum right so who, <laughs> not, or, or vice versa or i can have the, you know what i'm saying right. so it's because it's it, 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 then now you're going back and forth back and nobody's nobody's willing to say okay we're not arguing we're now we're just talking shit to each other we're not even getting to a resolution right but um no you're right about that l i think there's that's probably the beginning stage of an argument i think the but as you progress in in marriage and life you kind of start to avoid that just because it it just it's just a waste of energy you know i um, my wife and I are actually coming off of uh, the silent treatment. I had reminded her something that our therapist reminded us of is that we both want the same thing, but it, in order for us to achieve it, we want it differently. So I'll say she loves a lot of PDA and affection and hugging, mm -hmm. and I like a lot of sex, right? So 
<laughs> but in order for us to get what we both want, the other person has to get what they want. Right. So somebody has to start and it just that's what creates the the re the res revolution um where it just it starts to move where she gets what she wants i get what i want and then that keeps fueling us back and forth well the, so y'all so are just gonna start having sex in public is that what you're telling basically me? that's <laughs> okay that's that really what like, i'm getting down that seems no. like that but wait but, but the other part is it's the same thing for an argument so mm. if she gets petty or if i get petty we're just adding to it and it's just yeah. we keep going and going and going till it will run uh itself off the rails but yeah um oh i hear you i hear you yeah man i i don't know I, th there is there is no uh ironclad recipe i guess marriage is like you ever see those uh videos online where they the person's cooking something and they said their ancestors like told them to stop that's kind of how marriage is in a sense like it's a recipe there's a recipe there but Sometimes you throw a little more of this and throw a little more of that in there. Mm -hmm. mm. And it's and and at the end of the day, it's still edible. It may not be the best meal because you have those days where you create some magic with your with your wife, right? You guys do something, you, this is a great, it's been a great day. And then some days you like, this is gonna be edible, but a little less magic here. It's a little magic here, but um it, it's yeah, it's it, at the beginning of this conversation, you you saying that communication is key. The problem is, is that we don't know how to communicate, and mm -hmm. and it's like that's the part that we're learning. We're yeah, because we think communicating is just saying what we think, or right, or, right, right. You know, being thorough in the argument and having all your your arguments lined up, but it's, it's really, <laughs> it, it was on, never on. about that. <laughs> Hold up. The litigants for our next case. <laughs> <laughs> so before, before we, before we, we go, communication, and sometimes you're in an argument, and I know I've been here before. And going back to the tit for tat, real quick, and the gun analogy. Sometimes, as you're having this conversation in my mind, I can just see her as I'm talking, her loading the clip. <laughs> oh, oh, you just said that. Another bullet. Another bullet. And then at, oh. as you. And then when you finish, you, you when you finish speaking, all you hear is clack, 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 <laughs> and then bang, 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 and then they start blasting back at you, because and that's not good either, because right. now it's just like, oh, you just gonna use the shit I just said against me, right, right. Then that's not you're not even respecting what I'm saying, but and, and right. we and we're both guilty of that, but um, yeah. So uh, yes, staying healthy in a in a relationship, I think, has to do with communication. Can't go wrong with with communication. Yeah, but you gotta so know how to we, do it. <laughs> you you have to be you have to be open to learning how to communicate. <laughs> yes. Because how you say it may may not be how you want your partner to receive it. Right. Or mm -hmm. vice versa. And we're excluding absolute jerk partners from this part of the conversation. Yeah. Like we we we're, we're talking about reasonable rational people who come to disagreements during their uh marriage. Absolutely. Hey, what's up, yo? This is Willie Strange. And when I'm not doing heroin and listening to Billy Holiday records, I'm listening to my boys at the Code and Forty, baby. Get on it before it's too late. All right. So recently we came across a social media post that absolutely had us in stitches. And uh, we wanted to share this with you because, you know, L will come with a letter and do a scenario situation. But um, this is a scenario, uh, someone else's scenario that we thought we would share. 
Yo, I had my ID. So I have this girl when I did a talk to last year. And she always bring up Nyam Pussy argument about how all her man them where she used to talk to do it. So I tell her that I never yet do it before. But she never stop until she convinced me. Kiss my fucking teeth. The girl will be. <laughs> me, me never stop because my throat starts scratch me. <laughs> After that, it swell up. After that, it swell up, and I could eat no food for a couple of weeks, cause me did get ulcer. Did have to spend twelve grand a doctor, cause the girl fuck up my digestive system. I'm more my money. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so how cra- how crazy is this story? Um, I, I I think we should let the computer do the uh, the interpretation, the um, the translation. Well, I, actually, I think the, you, as a resident Jamaican, should translate the, this. Uh, the, yeah, make make the short end of the stick. The, the, the <laughs> short end of it is so. So, for any of you who don't uh, speak fluent uh, Jamaican patois, what happened was a guy was dating a girl. And um, he started dating her and she was trying to tell him that she needed oral sex and told her that all the other guys she dated do it. This is some peer pressure. Don't fall for this peer (laughs) pressure, guys. She said all the other guys I dated do it and she wouldn't stop talking about it until he relented. When he finally did go down on her, he said that uh, she tasted bitter. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom, tastes like lime juice. She tasted, she tasted a bit bitter, and his his throat started feeling scratchy, so he had to stop. She got COVID pussy. <laughs> Later on, I think did it say his throat closed up? He said oh, his throat swole up. Yeah, swole up. He couldn't eat, he couldn't eat yeah. for like, what, three, four weeks? He said something like that. Right. And and he went to the doctor, and the doctor, it, the whole doctor's visit cost him $12,000. i am assuming he has 12000 Jamaican dollars. And um, now he wants his money back from her. <laughs> <laughs> and he got an ulcer. <laughs> the litigants of his old him. digestive tract are entering the courtroom. <laughs> do, do, do. I would really love to see this on the people's court. Oh my god. Yada, 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 I don't yada. care. Hold on a second. Hold on a, hold on a second. Yeah. So me, 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 me want down on her, you know. I pussy test rotting and then my throat close up. My belly hurting. <laughs> Twelve grand. <laughs> and I you know yard man bow. But me do but it. I do it. My, but but me, me do, do it, it anyway. Because I love. Because <laughs> I love. And my belly sour. <laughs> Yana, Yo. I can't even, even Yana, I can't eat I can't even eat my mother's hot curry anymore because my <laughs> belly sour so <laughs> is, he, is he entitled to the money? Hmm? Is he entitled to the money? <laughs> he is absolutely entitled to the money. Yeah. He he should uh, in addition to uh literal damages, he should also get punitive damages. Mm. Three times what the lit- what the literal damages are. I, I think. I, I think you know anyone who's got a bitter hole knows they have a bitter hole, and should she not be say all, all other boyfriends. So, oh yeah, that's got, true. I, I so guess actually, they, other, they could be uh, the star uh, witness for either so, one of them. So this, so this is a class action suit. She gonna have a nigga coming in with no <laughs> neck at all. Did Benzino eat that snatch? He ain't got no neck anymore. His whole shit just tore out. His uh, throat is gone. 
Yo, this should be this should hold up, this should hold be up. a Jacoby and Myers commercial for this class action <laughs> suit. Oh, if you know Tracy Ann. Hold on, hold on, yeah, hold on. Back it up. I cannot talk out my voice now because I eat the pudding in my voice box. She burned it up. So, so now I have to use a machine to get off of my voice. She's going to need one of them. going to need one of throw voice things because this shit is all fucked up. Rotten ass. Like, if you oh, or someone God. you know has been with Tracy Ann. <laughs> yeah. Selena and Bond. <laughs> Please give us a Jerry call. Attorney. You made me. We don't know what they talk about. My poo poo fresh. <laughs> They're lying. They're lying. Oh man. But I I feel bad for her too, though. Well, you know what? There was a similar story. Um, well, the an allegedly uh was it Michael Douglas said he got oh. cancer because oh yeah yeah because he ate Zeta, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones Jones pussy because she was on and she had currently had some sort of infection. What does she have? Time. Does she have chlamydia? What does she? She had. So he said, I don't know if it's she. True, the he allegedly that, that she had like some sort of cervical. Uh, in, uh, I guess no. I think it was she hadn't taken a shower uh, for a week. No, no, stop it. I'm joking. I have no and idea. old bitter. <laughs> you said, Your honor, old And now my throat, my throat a scratch. You know, I should have known better when it smelled like rotten. <laughs> smell like she said, fish. She said, I named Katrin. Old bitter. But wait a minute. Now me talk like this, it ruined my acting career. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he say he had a hair caught in his throat or something? I don't I don't know, but allegedly he developed throat cancer and said that it was from oral sex. And I think she had she had some sort of normal like a, a it was a yeast infection. It was some sort of infection that she had that women sometimes may have because of whatever reason. And he claimed that that's what uh, gave him throat cancer. That's what allegedly gave him throat cancer. He ate it one time and got throat cancer. No. I think what happened was he was drunk and he ate her booty hole and she had just finished going to the bathroom after eating some tacos. Oh, she had HPV. HPV, right. Uh, So, uh, and he also... And he he didn't get it from Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, he didn't. Even worse. She had had the human... Pampelona virus, which well, does co- which does cause uh, c- cervical can cause cervical or uh, yeah Broke cervical cancer. cancer. I, I I don't know if he's trying to say that. I think he was trying to say that the HPV caused his throat cancer. Oh wow! Anyway, throat cancer. I, I all bitter. So wait a minute. Did he have throat cancer or tongue cancer? Oh, it was it was in the mouth. It was in, Either in way, that he region. Said he, he said he had lied following word from surgeons that the latter illness could entrail radical surgery at the time when he was about to begin pro- promoting a starring role in 2010's Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. Wow. Money Never Sleeps came out 12 years ago. Mm. Jeez. So he blamed his wife's box on it? Yeah. He's a clown. He's fucked up. Let that be a question. He used that for promotion? Yeah, according to this article. Um, <laughs> but her old not bitter. That is the official report. That's the judgment. <laughs> In the case of bitter hole, 
are all not with us. Uh. <laughs> Order in the court. Order in the court. No people. That is hilarious. And I hope uh, whoever wrote that letter, the original letter, does not develop any throat cancer. Mm-hmm. And that is our show for today. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. You fellas want to tell me what you learned today? White Hennessy is called such because the old barrels that are being used to process the Hennessy. So they don't uh, impact the color or the taste as much as heavier cognacs. Okay. So I learned after what Elle said that white Hennessy is probably made in barrels that you can buy at Home Depot. The big blue ones. Yeah. Oh, and the big blue. <laughs> the big plastic blue ones. That's what gives it that white Hennessy taste. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Well, that, and if, it's, and I'll, it's, if it's Asian white barrels, that means it's probably just young. Whiskey. No, it's old barrels. But then how come it does? Oh, they're not charred or. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's some it bullshit. sounds like a marketing scheme to me, to be honest. All it's right. some bullshit. It's some it's bullshit. bullshit. Mm. All right. It ain't nothing but dark Hennessy with low water in it. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> little sugar in it. Little sugar. All right, Vin, what'd you learn? I, I said that already. I already said. I thought he would come up with his own unique ideas. But oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So what I learned. Bang, what I, no, bang. okay. So what I learned today is Rick is judgmental as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm supposed to just ideas. Come on, come on, buddy. Perform, you dancing monkey. Tap dance for me, nigga. Tap wow. Oh, sorry, sorry. Couple so shots. What were you saying earlier about nothing, loading? Nothing clips? to see here, folks. Yeah, no yeah, one's hit. Oh my god, I'm bleeding over here. Call the ambulance. Couple warning shots in the air. Call, no one's call hit. A, call the ambulance. This man's wet. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh, What'd you learn? What? I, what did I learn? I learned that Michael Douglas might be full of shit mm. and uh, are all not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> no bitter hole. Yeah. Michael Order Douglas needs that uh, Himalayan salt and lemon and water uh, mixture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll clear him up. Yeah. <laughs> that'll clear him you, up you know how they say that some people in Hollywood are just ruthless and will do whatever? That sounded like something. Yeah. Right. If that, that was, was just for the promotion of a movie, Jesus Christ. 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 Oh. Anyway. You're, you're, yeah, possible, you you're on. on the possible scumbag list, Michael Douglas. Yes. I got I got something in my throat, but go see my movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We want to thank you guys for joining us for another episode of uh, Decoding 40. I hope you got some laughs. I hope you got some information you needed. We are always happy to share our experiences and share our lives with you. And um, we want you to come back and check us out next week as well. Uh, Give us a call at 619-940-4040. Let us know what you think of the information we shared today, or just call us and shoot the shit. Follow us on all all social media, on IG, Facebook, Twitter, um, at Decoding40. We look forward to uh, sharing some more with you next week. Okay. Every That's Friday, it. listen. Every Friday, a new episode yeah. of Decoding 40. Oh, lastly, shout out to Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, who is giving us love with the stream. So thank you. That's what's up? All right. Well, shout out to you, Dallas. There's a competition now. Everybody likes to compete. Yeah. Who's, this, yeah, who's the next city who's going to blow us exactly. up? Exactly. Come, Come on. on. Put your friends on and get your get your city on the map. 
Yes. Let's let's give a shout out to your city. You got to put your friends on those. People got to start listening. Absolutely. Exactly. Let's get it. All, All right, y'all. Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, <laughs> goddammit.